a line between security and civil liberties, today on The World. I'm Marco Werman. One of the suspects in the Garland, Texas attack was known to counterterrorism officials. So why wasn't he stopped? Unless you want to become a truly police state and essentially arrest people for liking the wrong people or being members of groups we don't like, uh, you're going to have um, incidences like this. Also, a bill in France would increase surveillance American style. The French immediately drew the connections between this new act and the U.S. Patriot Act. Plus, the Irish and the English, forever enemies, right? The reality is that the Irish do get on very, very well with the English and vice versa. In fact, secretly, we love the English. That's coming up today on The World. Support for PRI's The World comes from Fox Searchlight Pictures, presenting Far From the Matting Crowd, the new film based on Thomas Hardy's classic love story, starring Carey Mulligan, Matthias Schoenartz, Michael Sheen, and Tom Sturridge. In select theaters now. And by TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. The two gunmen in Garland, Texas, the ones who attacked that Prophet Muhammad cartoon event last weekend. Lone wolves or ISIS operatives? The so-called Islamic State extremists would like us to believe the attackers were operatives. Today, ISIS called the two dead gunmen soldiers of the caliphate. It's not yet clear if the group's claim is real, but still it adds to the many questions about the two dead suspects. Officials have identified them as Elton Simpson and Nadir Sufi, and at least one of them was known to law enforcement. I asked my WGBH colleague, Juliet Kayem, about this. She's a former counterterrorism official with the Department of Homeland Security. So Elton Simpson was on the FBI's radar, we hear, even arrested at one point in 2010. But with billions invested into counterterrorism programs and domestic surveillance, how did someone so well-known be able to carry out such an attack? Well, uh, let me push back on your question. First of all, it's not clear how well-known he was, given the pool of people like him. I mean, in other words, there are unfortunately lots of people who claim membership in an organization as flatlined as ISIS, right? Because... All you need to do is say, I'm a member, and you're a member. So it's not even clear that he did that much more than other people have done, although he interacted with law enforcement, but that was, you know, half a decade ago. Mm. So that's the first thing. And then the other is obviously just a resource issue. It's the same challenge that occurred in Paris, is even though these guys are interacting uh, with law enforcement, unless you want to become a truly police state and essentially arrest people for liking the wrong people or being members of groups we don't like, you're going to have um, incidences like this. So with that line, we were watching him. He was known. How many people like that are there out there? Do well, we let me just give you a sense. So just on our, our pure, the biggest white watch list that exists in the U.S. called Tides, which is like sort of anyone who may have had an interaction. There's over a million people. Tides, that's an tides, acronym? Tides, yeah, yeah. A terrorism right. identification system. There are smaller lists, like the no-fly list. That would be probably less than two or 3,000 last mm. time I was involved with it. Those are really the hardcore people that have actually done training and stuff. But between 3,000 people and a million, you got a wide gap of people that are going to interact with our, our systems of surveillance. So it seems one of the things that keeps us from becoming that police state you were talking about is this phrase, actionable intelligence. Yes. With someone like Elton Simpson, it leaves me wondering what the FBI and Homeland Security actually need to, to act. Right. So part of it is just 
is understanding what's meant by actionable intelligence. So I like to think of it as sort of a, a chart. And so you have on you know one axis, you have the veracity of the intelligence we're getting. Do we know the person? Do we do we feel like what they're telling us is is accurate? Uh, you know, does the FBI have a strong case? Of sort of what is the strength of the information on the other axis? Is what's the specificity of what they're going to do? So ideally, in cases in which we could disrupt everything, you have uh, you know a verifiable intelligence information that tells you with specificity that someone's going to attack a shopping mall. That's ideal, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you can stop it. Most intelligence falls in the gray area between those two vectors, and that's sort of where we are. You never, you know, you're never going to get a note that says, oh, by the way, I'm, you know, my best friend who claims to be a member of ISIS is going to attack you know, the shopping mall next week at 2 p.m. Why don't you be there to stop it? It just doesn't happen. And then there are also the cases of FBI or stings that uh, kind of it's right. a bit of both. It's kind of hard to see where the line falls. No, I'm glad you you mentioned that because we sometimes.